$6,000. That's how much a nosebleed seat will cost you for Super Bowl 56. Scalpers are getting much higher prices, even six figures. No thanks. I'll be fine at home in my comfy chair on February 13th. The Cincinnati Bengals are playing for the Lombardi Trophy for the first time since 1989. A wild card team, they surprised everyone by beating the Kansas City Chiefs this past weekend. The LA Rams are returning to the big game, which will be played in their home stadium this year. They were in the Super Bowl in 2019 and have only won it once back in 2000 when Kurt Warner led the team in St. Louis. We all compete for earthly treasures, jobs, homes, vacations, and in their proper place, we can enjoy these things to God's glory. But let's remember the words of Jesus, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this first day in February, we're in a series this week called Cure for the Blues. That lonesome whippoorwill He sounds too blue to fly The midnight train is whining low I'm so lonesome I could cry A country version of the blues from 1949 by the infamous Hank Williams It doesn't matter the genre, country, blues, jazz. A well-written song full of minor notes can make any of us feel sad. And if we're honest, none of us want to feel that way. And that's why we've called our series this week Cure for the Blues. We need hope in our lives today. I don't need to quote the studies and stats for you to agree with me that we're getting sadder here in North America. Yes, the pandemic is one reason. But another reason is that we haven't treated Jesus as the real cure. We know he cares about us. We know he's with us always to the end of the age. But when it comes to the blues, our sadness, our depression, we have a hard time walking by faith. That's not a theory. That's real life. Jesus is a cure for our blues. And he graciously provides all kinds of ways to help us. There are two little stories I want to look at in these next few minutes that show the Lord's care for those with the blues and how they were able to walk by faith again. Those two women, Hannah and Hagar. Stay with me as we think about those two women in a few minutes. But first, I want to put a song of worship in your heart, a song that will lead you and me to worship no matter what you're going through. It's from the Hidden in My Heart, album one, that was written by Jay Stalker, who we'll hear from also in just a moment. But for now, let's bless the Lord. is 
From the scripture lullabies hidden in my heart, first volume, that's Bless the Lord here on this Haven Today, Cure for the Blues. I'm Charles Morris, and on the line with us from northern Colorado is my friend and brother in Christ, Jay Stalker. Jay, we're talking about the blues and depression that many are experiencing this winter, but you started scripture lullabies to help children who were struggling with the blues. But then adults started listening. Would you remind me once again what happened? Yeah, and thank you for having me on, Charles. We did create it for children uh, primarily, and I think just because people, you know, adults would put the music on for their children and they'd listen in uh, and hear it and appeal to them. And then I think the word just got out to adults and so many adults are recommending the music to other adults. And the reason is because it helps them. It it does give them a peace to their soul. And when people are going through things or they're feeling anxiety um, or they just, they just need to get before the Lord and calm themselves, hmm. this music serves that purpose so well. And I think that's ultimately why adults have really latched onto it and listened to it. Mm. And you, through the last few years uh, since you've been doing this, you've actually heard from a lot of people. Is there is there one story or something where someone shared something with you that you could share with us today? Yeah, Charles, we actually receive testimonials all the time. We have literally hundreds of them, and it's amazing to me how many of them deal with anxiety and people who have been ministered to by this music for anxiety. One late lady wrote to us recently, Mary Ann is her name, and she said, she recently received this testimonial back from somebody she counsels and this gal who she counsels um, has had significant trauma in her young life that has really impacted her sleep and this is what the gal she counsels had shared she said i haven't missed a single night of sleep since using scripture lullabies this music truly has changed my life wayne also recently wrote to us and he said i've been suffering from anxiety Today I was swallowed with fear and worries, but the song I Am Here from Volume 2 helped me calm down and it reminded me of how God is always there to help and to take my fears and worries away. Thank you for creating this song and for all the songs on your albums. Now that, Jay, is amazing. Uh, What you're telling me is maybe I should just give up my melatonin that I take every night and put on scripture lullabies for my wife and me. Right. This is the spiritual ambient or or melatonin. (laughs) And we have no young kids. We don't have any kids at home anymore, Mm -hmm. but maybe the dog Clementine would like it as well. So this is just amazing. It definitely helps people with sleep. And I think, you know, that's kind of the time when I feel Satan tries to get at you. I know he's done that to me, but when you're trying to get to sleep or sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night, it's like you're um, your mind is open for Satan to, to, to speak things yes. to you that aren't true. Yes. And you start to feel that anxiety. And, and it's amazing how this music, because it's the word of God and it's counter to those satanic voices or that anxiety. And it's that's why it provides the peace. Mm. Well, for anxious times, yeah. uh, scripture lullabies uh, with Chase Talker. Thanks for joining me here on the program again today. Thank you, Charles. We, we sure appreciate being on. Be strong and courageous Don't be afraid After this program, I want to send you the four-volume set of the Scripture lullabies called Hidden in My Heart. 
I know these songs will help you or someone you know who's struggling with depression or anxiety. This is peaceful music for anxious hearts that'll help you and somebody you love find hope in the Lord and sleep in the night. Why don't you call us after the program and make your generous gift to the ministry and we'll send you the Hidden in My Heart CD collection with volumes one through four. Our number you can call is 800 654 2836 865 Haven or go online and listen to samples from the collection our website is haventoday.org haventoday.org and even if you already have the set from us why don't you get a set and pass it on to somebody who's in great need today now earlier I said we'll be looking at two stories in the Bible reminding us how the Lord cares for those who are suffering from the blues, Hagar and Hannah. First, let's talk about Hagar. She didn't have a wonderful life. She was a slave from Egypt, and her mistress was barren. The story comes out of the book of Genesis. Sarah and Abraham had no children, yet the Lord was promising to Abraham that they would conceive and that that child would be the beginning of a mighty nation through whom the Lord would bring salvation to the world. They were supposed to trust and wait, but they got impatient. Sarah told Abraham to sleep with Hagar, and when Hagar conceived, her troubles really started. As you might expect, there was tension between Sarah and Hagar. Hagar was pregnant. Sarah couldn't get pregnant. Hagar got proud. Sarah got angry. Eventually, that tension boiled over. Sarah mistreated Hagar so badly that she had to run away. And even after Sarah gave birth to Isaac, she convinced Abraham to banish Hagar. There she was, alone in the wilderness, and her food supply was running low. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes, and then she went off and sat down about a bowshot away, For she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. We're told in Genesis that God heard the boy crying. And the angel of the Lord called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. And then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water, and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. Well, think about that. God heard her suffering. The Lord came down to cure their blues. We don't often think of Hagar and Ishmael as blessed characters, but it's right there in the word, in the text. The Lord heard. He appeared to Hagar, and he was with Ishmael. No matter how alone or how desperate you might be right now, Remember the story of Hagar. The Lord hears your crying. He makes himself known, and he is with you. Now, let's go to the other woman, Hannah. She needed this, too. She was barren, and she was feeling all abandoned by the Lord. Barrenness can be defeating, because at the end of the day, we don't get to decide if we have children or not. It got worse for Hannah. Whenever she would go to the temple to pray for a child, she would be provoked to the point of weeping. She was desperate, and she felt all alone. 
But even if we aren't in Hannah's exact position, we know what it feels like to feel left behind and forgotten, to cry out to the Lord day by day for years on end, only to be met with what seems like silence. Hagar felt that in the wilderness after she had been banished. Hannah was in a deep depression, but the Lord met her just like he met Hagar. Let's read some of that story together. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Her husband Elkanah would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Once, when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost to the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. Deep Depression Weeping so much that it makes you sick, that you lose your appetite. I've been there, and maybe you have too. And Hannah was there, desperate to hear from the Lord, desperate to bear children, so much that she was willing to dedicate her child to the Lord for his life. What a beautiful prayer, isn't it? Oh, Lord, please grant me this blessing, and if you do, I'll give it right back. Well, that's the Christian life. That's the way of Jesus. He gives us new life. He forgives us our sins. And then he gives us the spirit who bears fruit in our lives. And we turn around and we give it all back to the Lord. Hannah is a beautiful picture of what it means to live a life of surrender. She wasn't concerned for her own goods and her own status. She wanted to bless the Lord and honor him with everything she had. And that's one way we can combat the blues in our own life. Depression turns us inward. It pulls us into that deep pit of despair where all we can see is our own sadness and a world that seems determined to bring us down, down low. Hannah refused to let her real sadness blind her to the reality of the Lord. She insisted on praying. She went to the temple year after year, no matter how sad it made her. Now, that's faith at work. That's persistent, steadfast faith in the Lord. But it doesn't look like it. Eli, one of the priests at the temple that day when Hannah prayed, thought she was drunk. He thought she was being unfaithful. But he couldn't have been more wrong. And the Lord answered her prayer. Well, she replied when Eli thought she was drunk, Not so, my Lord. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. And Eli answered her and said, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. And then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord, and then went back to their home at Ramah. 
Elkanah made love to his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And she named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. A cure for the blues is a simple word, transparency. Being vulnerable enough to say, I'm praying out of my grief. I am in distress and I need help. Well, the Lord heard her prayer. He saw her grief and he answered, Samuel, her son, became a kingmaker, powerful leader among all the people. He was a prophet as well as a priest. Out of the grief and the distress and the chaos, the Lord was there listening and leading Hannah all the way. And in our grief, we know that Jesus suffered as well. He knows what it's like to be alone. All of his friends abandoned him. He was nailed to that cross with no one pleading his case. He was even cursed, and the Father turned his face away. Yet out of his anguish he cried, Father, forgive them. And as he died, he told us, it is finished. Jesus died alone, so that we won't ever be alone. He's given us his spirit to us, the spirit that connects us to his resurrection power and to everyone that calls on his name alone for salvation. So pray and trust that Jesus hears, that he sees, and that he will come to answer you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am you home. 
Another scripture lullaby by Jay Stalker. I am here from the Hidden in My Heart album. Earlier we heard from the creator of scripture lullabies, Jay Stalker, that he originally developed this idea for the Hidden in My Heart series to help bring peace to children when they were afraid at night and trying to go to sleep. It's quite an idea setting the promise of God found in Scripture to melodic music. And it worked. But my friend Jay was also surprised when adults began to listen as well. It was ministering to them, too. And I know this because so many of you have written to us saying you listen to these songs every night. And I also know many on our team here at Haven Today have used these CDs in their own lives in their own homes, or even as they drive to work to encourage their faith in Jesus. So if you're struggling from depression or anxiety or using the word blues this week, I highly want to encourage you to get this four-volume set of Hidden in My Heart. Or if you know someone, an adult or a child, who's anxious or down, get them a copy as well. I know this music collection will bring you and that someone you love much comfort and peace. So for your minimum gift to support this ministry, I'd like to send you the Hidden in My Heart CDs 1 through 4. Our number you can call us at right now is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us online and listen to samples from all four CDs. And check out our resources for depression that we have there as well on our website. We want to help you and those you love during this dark winter. Let me give you our web address. It's haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And if you'd just like Hidden in My Heart, Volume 4, we have that for your gift as well. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again tomorrow, won't you? When again, we get to share together this great story. This story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. C.S. Lewis, the great author and theologian, once said that humility isn't thinking less about yourself it's thinking about yourself less. We have a tendency toward false humility, always talking down about ourselves, trying to make sure we think about how bad we are. Instead, true humility simply thinks about yourself less often than you think about others. Isn't this what Paul meant in Philippians 2? Consider others as greater than yourself, looking after the interests of others? It's not talking bad about ourselves. It's simply forgetting ourselves as we help and serve others. It is in humility that we find grace, and in humility we find power to serve others for the glory of the Lord. Spend time every day with Jesus. Visit us at getanchor.com.